This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Luger leaves behind agriculture legacy. Purdue pushes USMCA. Ag figuring in the U.S. and Japanese negotiations and a battle in-house ag. Rest in peace, Richard Luger, food security champion. A giant figure in U.S. foreign policy is no longer with us. Richard Luger, a farmer and former chairman of the Senate Agriculture Committee, who championed international food security efforts, agriculture biotechnology, free trade and free market reforms to domestic farm policy, died yesterday at age 87. Luger had been co-chairing the group Farmers for Free Trade with former Senator Max Baucus. Luger served 36 years in the Senate before losing his primary race in 2012 and continued to promote his international trade development through his Luger Center after he left office. Mixed Domestic Legacy Luger, who owned a 604-acre farm, was one of only a handful of lawmakers with personal experience in agriculture, but his approach to farm policy was sometimes at odds with farm groups. He chaired the Agriculture Committee during the development of the 1996 farm law known as the Freedom to Farm that ended the Depression-era system of production controls and price supports. But he had less success in pushing for another idea, that steering government payments toward a special savings account farmers could use to manage their financial risk. Rest in peace, Bart Chilton, Ag Advisor, CFTC member. Bart Chilton, who served on the Commodity Futures Trading Commission after a career advising Congress and serving at USDA, died yesterday as well at age 58 after a sudden illness. That, according to the RT Network, where Chilton hosted his own show. Chilton was Deputy Chief of Staff at USDA during the Clinton administration and later a farm policy advisor to then-Senate Democratic leader Tom Daschle and top official with the National Farmers Union. Purdue continues Midwest push for USMCA. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue stopped in North Dakota Saturday. He arrives today in Iowa to continue the Trump administration's campaign to promote the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. USMCA is an easy sell for most of the ag sector that already depend on the current North American free trade pact that reduces most tariffs to zero. One of Purdue's stops was at Peterson Farms Seed in Hardwood, North Dakota. Carl Peterson tells AgriPulse he's a strong supporter. He said, we hope they can get it ratified as soon as possible. Meanwhile, in Mexico, Mexico's Senate is expected to vote this week on a labor reform bill that's mandated in USMCA. The legislation would allow workers to form their own non-government unions and reverse the low-wage environment that spurred U.S. companies to move factories south of the border. Mexico's lower house has already approved the bill, which has the support of President Andres Manuel López Obrador. But the new law in Mexico just won't be enough, according to a growing number of House Democrats and other key figures like AFL-CIO President Richard Trumka. They say they don't trust Mexico to implement the law once it's passed. Unlike last time, the promise and assurances made to secure support for this trade agreement 
must be much more than just words on a page. That House Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal writing to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer earlier this month. Ag is playing a major role in the Japan talks. U.S. and Japan are barreling through negotiations for a bilateral free trade agreement and reducing Japanese tariffs are a key focus. President Donald Trump said on Friday during a press conference with the country's visiting Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, we'll be discussing very strongly agriculture because Japan puts very massive tariffs on our agriculture for many years into Japan, Trump said. The two leaders and their wives celebrated First Lady Melinda Trump's birthday Friday night, and then Trump and Abe hit the links on Saturday morning. The next time they'll likely see each other is late May when Trump travels to Japan. Trump said the trade agreement may be finished by then. WTO decision may impact Trump's tariffs. The World Trade Organization has asserted new authority over member countries' claims of restricting trade for national security purposes, and that could impact the Trump administration's current and future uses of Section 232 tariffs. The WTO dispute settlement body on Friday finalized a ruling confirming the agency's authority to review national security exemptions to global trade rules. The decision came in a dispute between Russia and Ukraine. The Trump administration continues to cite national security to defend its controversial steel and aluminum tariffs imposed on China, Mexico, Canada, India, and other countries. Deadline arrives for E15 comment. Today is the final day for comments from the industry and the public on the EPA plan to allow year-round use of E15 and to reform the market for biofuel usage credits or renewable identification numbers. As of Friday, there were more than 26,000 comments that had been filed. The American Petroleum Institute appealed to EPA to extend the comment period, but the agency hasn't done so and is in a rush to finalize the rule before the summer driving season. API said the proposal was broad and complex and should be open to another 30 days of comments. Battle shaping up for a GOP top spot on House Ag. Representative Rick Crawford's announcement that he would seek the top Republican position on the House Agriculture Committee in 2021, setting up a possible three-way battle. Texas Representative Mike Conaway is term limited after this Congress. Pennsylvania Representative Glenn Thompson, who is the number two Republican on the committee behind Conaway, has already announced that he would seek the top GOP spot, and Crawford indicated that he also expects a race from the Georgia representative, Austin Scott, who is next in line behind Thompson in seniority and just ahead of Conway. Conway argues that he would help to balance out the influence of Midwestern lawmakers on property. Now, keep in mind, Arkansas GOP Senator John Bozeman is in line to chair the Senate Agriculture Committee after Pat Roberts of Kansas leaves office in 2021. Wildlife groups push NRCS on native plants. Wildlife groups and environmental organizations are urging USDA to require the use of native plants in land restoration and other conservation projects. In a letter to the Natural Resources Conservation Service, the group say the agency's conservation standards 
stronger guidance on the preferential use of diverse native plants to support wildlife, pollinators, and soil health. The groups acknowledge that native seed is often more expensive, which can drive up the cost of projects. But the groups also say that the cost concern isn't justified in part because native vegetation provides greater value and that cost-effective native seed mixes can certainly be developed. Here's today's He Said It. Partnering with Dick not only meant you got the wisdom of a road scholar, you also got someone you could trust and only the well-being of every American in mind. That former Senator Max Bacchus of Montana. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 29th. Acropulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.